All right, it is 8-11 and 45 degrees in the capital city. And uh, it's time for our monthly visit with the mayor of Lincoln, Nebraska, Lirian Gaylor-Baird, giving us a uh, few minutes on this Tuesday morning. Uh, good morning, Mayor. Happy November. How are you doing today? Good morning, Jack. I'm doing really well. How are you? Good. Well, I'm good. Like, I'm good, but like, this is the last nice day of the year, pretty much, weather-wise. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I feel like I need to soak all of it in. Um, and, and then I, you know, and, and I'm not sure, uh, I'm not sure if you know this, but there's a very big basketball game that's going to affect my mood a lot tonight. I um, you might be burning things later. This listen, don't, don't you don't need not. to tell the city. It, it's all, I've got all the permits. Everything's Let's fine. Let's get the fire department ready. Yeah, no, everything's fine. All the permitting is done. <laughs> if, if, if we do that. But I, you know what? By the way, I think I've run into you at a, a women's basketball game. You probably don't have a lot of time to watch yeah. sports, but are you a sports, are you a sports fan at all? It's fine if you're not. I'm an amateur sports fan. Yes. I would say I'm, I'm, I, I do not compare to my husband, uh, who is a is a passionate basketball fan um, and sports fan all around. Okay, but yeah, it is nice to see okay. the women doing well. Yes, the, oh god, they're putting up a hundred a hundred points every game. So anyway, if uh, um, yeah, so if I if I sound groggy to listeners tomorrow, it's because I've needed a sports result to celebrate for a long time. <laughs> And I may just be, I may just uh, support the local economy during yeah. the, ni- the night hours tonight. Please do. In a safe, we, in a safe legal way. That. <laughs> the mayor has asked me to celebrate all night long if Nebraska beats Creighton. You've got it on on record today, um, Mayor. L- l- let's start out by uh, talking about the uh, the new vaccination uh, clinics for younger children. I, uh, I'll tell I'll tell people this. My uh, my daughter went to the first one at Lincoln High. Said it was it was very busy at this point. Um, I guess c- kind of what's been the demand so far for these, and what are the plans going forward? Yeah. I mean, the demand has been fantastic. We've had a great. Response at these clinics and to date uh, we've been able to vaccinate over 3,000 children in that age group of 5 to 11 that just became available for the vaccine. So that is really great news for our community because we've got about 29,000 kids in that age group who up to this point have not been able to get protection from the virus in the same way as older adults. And so the, the clinics have been a little different. You, I don't know if your daughter noticed, but there are a lot of nurses in costumes, yeah. and a lot of people running around in tutus and capes and uh, streamers in the door, and they really were doing their best to try to make this feel welcoming and uh, spirited for kids uh, as opposed to just kind of the normal adult clinics. And there will be some, you know, continue to have clinics as we move through those uh, this group, and I believe there's one at Southwest High School this Saturday, but you can call the health department, mm-hmm. um, go online to vaccines.gov, find out about the pharmacies. But we're, and of course, pediatrician's office, who we're working with. Um, so there are many ways for kids to get this protection for themselves and their families. Okay. So, yeah, the, the clinics are available, the pharmacies are available, those sorts of things. But, but from what you're able to tell now, the demand is certainly still there these few weeks into it. Yeah, and that, we've seen that you know high demand in the early weeks of a mm-hmm. vaccine becoming available. We do hope that that will continue. I mean, you know, parents of young children have been waiting a long time for this moment. Um, it's it's been a long time coming, knowing that you've got you know one of your little ones waiting while the rest of your family is vaccinated. That's a hard place to be. So we're we're really encouraged by what we're seeing right now. Um, uh, before we get off the COVID stuff, um, I'll ask you about the thing that everyone asked me about, and probably you too, and that's the, that's the mask mandate. I, I guess the question is, uh, where are there are there set metrics? Are there set numbers, um, concrete ones that are out there that need to happen either with 
percentage testing rate or, or total cases or something that are going to trigger this to end at some point so people can look forward to that. Is that fluid? How do vaccinations play into that? Just give us an assessment of where we are right now because there are a lot of people that, as you know, really want this to end, and I'm sure there are people who want it to keep going too. Uh, does anyone want it to keep going? I haven't met those folks, but... Well, but, for, for health reasons, I, I oh, suppose, I perhaps, but maybe yeah. not. I don't know. Do you? <laughs> well, I mean, obviously not. We are, we are doing what we need to do to protect our community. That is our priority because public safety is our top priority. And right now, public safety looks like making sure you're taking some public health precautions. But I would say, look at where we are right now compared to where we were last November. Last November, we were in a really difficult place with a lot of measures in place beyond a mask mandate. And right now, we're at a point where more and more people are getting vaccinated. Um, not enough to keep our numbers low in the hospitals, and that's, that's kind of a sticking point right now. So while we do evaluate many indicators, and, and Director Lopez and the health team share those every week at their briefings, they have different ranges for things like our case rate and different ranges for hospital rate is sort of what is manageable and what is very concerning. We're in a very concerning spot right now when it comes to our case numbers continuing to rise and our hospital capacity um, being stretched. And uh, the good news is with the cases, Fewer people are getting as sick, but because 40% of our population still isn't vaccinated, there's a, there's a pressure on our hospital system. And um, it's not just Lincoln. It's not just Lancaster County. Numbers across the state are rising. The upper Midwest region is facing um, a real significant uptick. And you probably saw the governor has reinstituted the, his, his dashboard, which is a real sign that there's a concern about hospital capacity in our area. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I'll be honest, I've, I've for the most part, um, defended the mask, I mean, especially a year ago. I mean, there, there was absolutely, you know, I, I was for it at that point, and I was for it for the kids and, and those sorts mm-hmm. of things. I will say, though, you know, I went to, to Minneapolis for a Husker football game. No, no mask mandate there. I was in Iowa, no mask mandate. No, it, it's like you go, there's so many other places that you go right now where it's not happening, and... They're not, it doesn't feel like they're in a different sort of treacherous situation than we are because of the mask mandate. I think, uh, I think, Mayor, that's the hard thing. It feels like something has changed now with, I don't know if it's because more people are vaccinated or, or what it is, that it's not as impactful as the numbers as it previously was. Do you, I mean, does that factor in at all to this calculus? Well, I mean, I think what's tough about what you're saying is that you can't measure what it's necessarily accomplished. Like, if we didn't have masks right now, in the absence of all the other measures, which we have stripped away, in the absence of masks, what would our hospital capacity look like at this moment? Um, And the other cities, in many cases across the country, if they don't have a mask mandate anymore, they're requiring proof of vaccination to go into their restaurants. I mean, there is a patchwork approach all across this country. We're trying to do the approach that makes sense for Lincoln and Lancaster County, keeping things as open as possible. But but part of why we're doing the masks is to support the openness of our businesses and to keep kids in schools. I I I think I mentioned, you know, it wasn't that long ago that a school in Millard shut down um, because of an outbreak. We We've seen some local outbreaks in our area um, in assisted living and um, in our correction system. So we know that we have a high risk of spread, particularly among the unvaccinated, and we have a high percentage of unvaccinated people. So really, if we want to get rid of masks, like, get vaccinated. That is yeah. the message. Get vaccinated. The, you know, the higher a percentage of our population that's vaccinated, the less pressure on our hospital system, and you'll probably see things be rolled back. 
we did remove the mask mandate in the summertime when our numbers right. got into the green. So this is a this is an up and down experience. But the way we smooth the curve is we get vaccinated and get boosted if you're eligible. Yeah. Somebody tells me every week you're going to make us wear masks for the rest of our lives. Do you know that? <laughs> I mean, do you believe that? <laughs> do I? What do you Does, I mean, do, do, do you think I believe? No, I don't believe it. I, yeah, me neither. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just telling you. This too shall pass. I'm but telling it will you. Pass and will be over sooner if more people take the time to roll up their sleeves. They think you shot. personally love that, that you love the masks. I mean, I mean that, that's out there. I do love Halloween. You know, that's a great day for masks, but that, you know. Oh, uh, my this gosh. Is, this is where we are. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's talk about something else. I'm tired of that. Um, yeah. So I, I did a uh, an event for NeighborWorks recently. I know I know you were there as well. You talked a lot in your campaign about affordable housing. This has been a, a more front and center sort of policy issue, I've noticed, in, in city elections uh, than it has been in the past. And I know there's a, one that's gotten a, a project that's gotten a lot of press around assurity. Um, but but where are we right now? And I know, you know, pandemic kind of changes everything. But where are we as a, a city right now with in terms of affordable housing, mm-hmm. in terms of supply and need? And, and why why for people who aren't using affordable housing? Why is that something that should be important to them other than, you know, just being kind? But why is why is that an important thing? Well, I mean, we're all connected, right? We all, um, our quality of life is affected by everyone in our community, and we want to make sure, I mean, Lincoln High, there's, <laughs> mascot is the links trying to demonstrate that um, that we're we're all impacted. We're sort of all only as strong as our weakest link. We have vulnerable people in our community, and we want to make sure that people have that foundational, fundamental need met, which is a safe, uh, quality place to live, because so many other uh, opportunities are possible when your basic needs are in place, whereas the, conver- the converse is true, right? If you're, if you're struggling with housing, you're probably struggling holding a job or making a car payment. So we want to make sure that one of these foundational um, needs is met in our community. It's a foundational goal of my administration, as you mentioned. And, you know, a lot of that is just from a city perspective because a lot of people play a role in this in solving these problems. We're trying to increase the housing stock in the in our city, uh, in the core of the city, at the edge of the city. We are working to increase the supply of a range of price points of homes, mm-hmm. and we've set a bold and ambitious goal to create 5,000 new units of uh, new or rehabilitated units of affordable housing, so either new or improved quality um, by the year 2030. Because when we did a study of sort of what is predicted to be needed in our community, that was that was where we landed. So we're setting that goal, we're tracking towards that goal, and doing our, our part as a city to support construction and improvement of housing in our community. And I know last summer there was some talk about this Assurity project, you know, uh, about Assurity uh, being a part of it. Uh, these They were like, kind of like U-shaped apartment buildings. A portion of it is, is going to be um, of affordable housing. I know there's been a little bit of a pushback from some of the neighborhood areas. Um, how has the city been involved in, in that, and, and is it still going forward? How, how is, is this pretty big deal in this whole thing? Well, yeah, there are a lot of things that developers can do by right. Um, so, you know, what the city does at a minimum is provide a, a public forum where folks can come together and share their perspectives, their opinions, their concerns. And so, you know, the city council does a wonderful job of providing that public forum. And, of course, our administration works with neighborhoods and neighborhood associations and people who uh, reach out relative to projects in the city. But I guess um, one of the 
points that I wanted to make sure I made is that one of the ways that we are all connected, one of the ways that we benefit from having that increase in housing stock is that housing becomes afford- more affordable for everyone. If we mm-hmm. can take the pressure off the housing market, that's, that's beneficial to, to everyone in our uh, community. And so um, we all have a vested interest in making sure there's enough housing in our community, and uh, we'll keep working with developers and neighbors to find the sweet spot that allows the city to grow and also respects, especially in the core of the the city, um, the character of our neighborhoods. Yeah, and and I'll I'll say this again, uh, just a, a a completely gratuitous plug though for NeighborWorks. Um, I, I got to know a lot about them uh, during this this event they did, and and, and essentially to, to put it really um, briefly and and too short, but their goal, you know, they believe that home ownership is is key to success in a lot of areas, and so they work on supply and ability to to make that happen, and and they do some cool stuff. So yeah, people are yeah, looking for somebody to support. It's a great organization. Organization. It is a fabulous organization. Yeah. And before we go, I yes. understand John Baylor's up next. I believe it's his birthday, so I just wanted to say shout out to John oh, Baylor. Happy birthday. Look at you uh, giving yeah. me advice for my guests. Yes, Baylor is next for a big weekend of volleyball. In fact, he just walked in the room. Hey, JB, come in here. J- come in here. Come in here. JB, come in here. Hold on. I'm going to let you wish him personally. Okay. I, okay. Uh, get, put your headphones on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a, you, we're on the air here. There is a, there's a uh, special greeting for you. Hey. Put your headphones on. Uh, the mayor of Lincoln, Nebraska would like to say oh. something to you. John Baylor, it's Lear and Gaylor. Oh, how are I you? I hear it's your birthday. Is that it, right? It is. Happy birthday, John Baylor. Oh, that's very sweet. Thank you. Oh. The city of Lincoln, I wish you a happy birthday. Oh. I, uh, Mayor, I'm just going to point out, I did not ever get that from the city of Lincoln, just for the record. We'll have to change that. Yeah. Believe please. me, I can do that. Hey, August 7, get it on your calendar now, please. Okay. This, is the, this is my first urban area to ever grow. Greet me with a happy birthday. Urban so, area? You I'll got Lincoln an urban area? I would have taken... Heck yes! This city, you've seen downtown, there are cranes everywhere. We didn't even get to talk about that. People, people don't even want to leave this city. There's so many my, great things going get on. Get that penthouse in the lead place ready for me. I'm moving in soon. Have you been to Gateway? It's a doggone Beijing fruit market. I mean, it's elbow to elbow. I love it. People want to be here. Mayor, th- thank you for your time. You Appreciate bet. it. Have thank a good you, one. Thank you, Mayor. All right. There you go. Mayor Larry Geller-Baird. And obviously, John Baylor is next on Woo. KLIN. Oh.